Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowlology Report. It's a special one today, Bradley Hodge, isn't it? Because the old pro has just waddled into the Bowlology Report to get our numbers up and we're talking about the great man, Tony Dottermay. Dotters, thanks for joining us today, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. You, know, I mean, you might this, not this be saying that after this. I probably won't be, but this is the pinnacle of, of my career, I reckon. Well, well, it's fair to say we're going to go through your career. <laughs> So I'm sure it might be the end of my career. So it could well be. The hey, what are your life. first memories of Tony Dottermaid, uh, Bradley Hodge? You, you, what were you about 18 or 17 when you debuted yeah. with the the old pro? Look, I think the biggest memory for me was when I first was a youngster and we went up to I think it was Baruga. We had some um, <laughs> practice matches there, and I was in the big budget for preseason yeah, yeah. in those days. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It was yeah. huge, yeah. and um, I was in the. It was the possibles versus the probables, basically the 11 that gets selected and those which are absolutely no chance at all. Yeah. I was in the no chance at all. <laughs> and I happened to come up against Dottermaid, Fleming, Rifle and Hughes yes. and got 450s on the bounce against the, the probable side. So that's how I got selected. But that was my first memory really of... Um, Big of Dotty and just those legends of Victoria. And he was always very encouraging, I reckon, for young up-and-coming batsmen. I mean, we might get Ricky Ponting on the phone a little bit later because I don't think Rick had ever heard intimidation like that. Right. And it certainly – you made him a great player, didn't you? Well – Just by those encouraging words down at Hobart when he was about 13. When he was about Tony. 13 and I was probably a crusty old, very frustrated <laughs> old seamer at that stage and um, – I might have just said one or two things. Really, as you can, know, can I you give us a, one of the more positive uh, remarks that you remember saying to young? Rick? I don't remember too much positivity actually from myself <laughs> but, at that time. But he went on, obviously, to become a you know, and that's probably what. But he wouldn't it. have got there without you, Dotty. I think now he might have. I think he might have. No. Um, hey, mate, can we stop talking about um, Ricky Ponting and start talking about Tony Dodder, mate? And we're going straight to the to the big one. Your test match debut, yep. right? Yes. Against New Zealand, and it's one of the most famous test matches of all time. You know, it finishes um, with Mike Whitney blocking out one of the greatest fast bowlers of all time, Sir Richard Hadley. Mm. But what about? I just remember being a yeah. I was going to that game to watch, but I remember you, you sort of come from nowhere to get selected. Was that right? It was. Yes. Basically, I was doing the same thing. I was going to watch. I was. I was in. A- <laughs> I was literally in the squad as injury cover uh, for Merv, and uh, Mike Whitney was also in the squad as cover for Bruce Reed, who was oh, wow. always injured at that time. So Bruce couldn't even get on the plane. I think he snapped in half at Perth <laughs> Airport and, uh, and didn't make it to the plane. So, so I trained with the team. So I'd rather be back up for Bruce Reed than Mervyn Hughes, yeah, because I reckon I'm going to play. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, so you're there, you're there around the squad. I'm there around the squad and training for a couple of days beforehand, and... Uh, 
And actually, I remember that the the, the pre you know the pre match dinner was uh, shows how times have changed. Was up at the Hilton, which is now the Pullman next to the ground, and uh, barbecue, few beers. I mean, that was and that was basically the, the yeah. you know the, the match eve um, team talk. And we're sitting around the pool, and uh, an AB. I remember him saying, "Well, look, you know, obviously Bruce isn't here. Wit, good luck for tomorrow." Uh, blah blah blah, and he said, "Oh, Dotty, you know, thanks for coming down. Move looks like he's all right, but you know, come to the ground anyway. So come, <laughs> just see see you in the morning. Come and train with us, spend the day with us, and uh, you know, I was oh, I thought that was Christmas, which is which in fact it was. Now I think about it, yeah. So so I got there the, the following morning, first in, first out, changed out to the nets. The nets were on the ground at that stage in the forward pocket. Yeah, know, on, that, on the so, ground. Yeah. So they set the nets up, and of course I'm first out there, and I'm bowling away, and all the batsmen came in and had a hit. You're the just bowlers thinking, let's give them a hit. good workout, the batsmen. Yeah. I'm just taking it all in and the crowd's coming in and bowling to the batsmen and then bowling to the bowlers and then they finished up and got someone from over the fence to pad up so I could keep bowling. And and so basically I was just there and thinking, right, oh, that's it for the day. And uh, literally Alan, uh, Alan Border was going out to toss with Jeff Crow and I got to the top of my mark to turn around and bowl again and got a tap on the shoulder and turned around. AB just said, Merv's not going to make it, you're in. <laughs> And walked off. So how long did you bowl for in the nets? And he just, I'd bowled for an hour and a half in the nets. So in the modern <laughs> sports science world, you actually would have been ruled I, out because you exceeded the, uh, the limit in the I'd nets. Done my, I'd done <laughs> my loads. In the warm-up. I'd done my loads by quarter past ten <laughs> in the morning. And he just walked off and to, to toss. And I just sort of looked around. And Whit came up to me and said, man, you look blown out. Yeah. And I was, you know, literally. So first thing I had to do as a course was go into the change rooms and change my pants and and, uh, so did you have a baggy? Did they give you a baggy? Literally, I had to change my underpants as well <laughs> because I'd actually crap myself at that. But at that time, you know, I'd no gear at all, and uh, you know, so Ron Steiner, who some of yeah, you would love know, Ronnie. Ronnie Steiner, is a great, uh, great remained man. a great mate, and he was working at the ACB at the time, and literally had to run across the road, yeah, the office across the, the street, road, yeah, go down into the dungeon and get out some gear. And, uh, you know, my cap, you know, these days the cap presentations are on the ground and everyone holds hands and sings Kumbaya and yeah. has words from yeah. a great, uh, you know, of the past or whatever. So my cap presentation was literally as we're walking up over in, onto the ground in the old rooms from down below, mm. Ronnie Steiner comes in the room with a big red face, throws my gear at me and says, good luck. And that was yeah. my cap presentation. So no McGrath, no Ponting. You get your cap from Ronnie <laughs> bloody Steiner. We love great him. Man. He's a He's great, a great man, man, Ronnie Steiner. He's a, he works for Hawthorne too. He does. Yeah. So mate, so you bowl first. So literally, yes, we, we lose the toss, New, uh, New Zealand bat. And um, it was actually in hindsight, it was, it was quite a good thing to do because I had no time at all to get nervous. And before mm. I knew it, literally I was standing there at mid-on Craig McDermott and Mike Whitney opening the bowling, and here I am, uh, you know, just looking down at my chest, and there's an Australian emblem on there. And and I just, so, I what just, about your um, family? How, well, how I had they to know? ring mum from the change. Did you get no time to ring mum? So yeah, I just got a chance to, to ring mum at home and said, "Look, sorry, I can't come away on the Christmas holiday. I've got, I've got to play for Australia." Uh, so, okay. Oh well, uh, fair enough. He said, can you, "Can you get a couple of tickets?" I said, "I'll try." And they, they came along and watched, which was, which was great later on. But it was actually brilliant because it was another game of cricket. I hadn't actually had the chance to get mm. myself too nervous. Uh, we were bowling, which suited me as well because I didn't have to sit in the rooms and think about it. And yeah. before I knew it, you know, it was, was first on. First test wicket? First test wicket was uh, a chap by the name of Phil Horn. Okay. Yep. He was um, Matt Horn's uh, cousin, mm. I think. Yeah. You, you remember Matt Horn? Yep. 
I think actually the wrong I horn got on the plane, in fact. Because <laughs> uh, Phil was uh, Phil was actually about. badminton champion also of New Zealand. And I think he must have got on got the wrong ticket. Or was there bad cross codes? Was there a badminton tournament on in Melbourne? Amazing. At the time? It could have been. It could have been. Uh, so he was my first wicket. He was actually my second wicket as well. So so there you go. Actually, so we can both get rid of those one. Stiff. Hey, Hodgie, what about on debut though? What did you score on debut, uh, Bradley? Were you a 60 or something? I got 60, yeah. Um, but well, good this, enough. <laughs> guess what this man got on debut? Oh, I think it was 68, wasn't it? No, it was a... Uh, no, I, I got an even 50. Even it was uh, too, but yeah. Also, but also, um, you know, Fife. I actually got six. So yeah, six, don't six, go six, ahead too much, Sorry, Tony. sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, now, Bradley, you played a bit with the old pro here. Yeah. Um, he got his even 50. He was caught Smith, Bold, Morrison. Batting at number nine, a yeah. little bit low for me. I would have thought for Bra- uh, for Tony. Guess how many minutes he batted for for that 50? Oh, I'd say at least three and a half days. <laughs> Only because I've seen him polish that forward defence off in the nets. So, Who had the better forward defence? Actually, this is a Twitter. We're going to put this out after this. Who had the better forward, boring forward defence? Tony Dodamate or Jason Gillespie? Oh, it's oh, a battle. Well, probably Gillespie, because if you have a look at that, there's a big gap between bat and pad. No, so no, no. That must have been back in the younger days. Now so we'll go back to he that He must have bit. tightened that one up. With his little kookaburra there. 243 minutes batting at nine. That's not bad, is it? That's I mean, Dizzy will love you. That puts us to our, us unreliable attacking the uh, tarlenders. That's embarrassing. Actually, and, and I was in quite a partnership there. I forget how many it was, with Peter Sounder Sleep. Peter Sleep was uh, was a partner. He got ninety. Yeah, in that he, I, I was at this day. He batted yeah. really well, didn't he, he? He did, yes. And Sounder didn't make things too complicated at the time. So the the sort of the, the end of the end of over chats with Sounder were were really not that strategic. But like, what, you know, you might be with, say if you were batting with Dean Jones or Jamie Siddons, you'd be talking about oh this bowler or you take oh that yeah, one. Absolutely what was Sounder sort of saying? Santa was just, uh, yeah, going to have a beer tonight, going all mate. right, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, I think we just keep going the way we're going. <laughs> what and, about? Uh, we'll see what happens, really. Okay, good plan. Well, you got 50. You enjoyed you did. a, you did. a nice garden draft after it, I hope so. But what was what was AB like for your first, yeah. you know, yeah. going under such a legend, Captain Grumpy? Did he show those traits within these five days at the MCG or not? Look, he, he wasn't a great communicator with the with the the, the team. You know, I'd idolised AB, yep. of course, since uh, you know I was watching him play from the seventies. So I just thought he was he was king. And uh, but no, he was very much in his own zone, in his own space. And uh, in those days, Bob Simpson, of course, as coach, yeah. used to do most of the, I guess, the the strategy wise, mm. and you know, dealing with one on one with the players. But um, didn't say much AB as is you know as is. Announcement to me, you know, letting me know was wasn't I didn't yeah. it was wasn't a lot of love there. I said was you're just bowling. righto, you right, you're in. You're bowling. Turn around, walked off, and you're you know, get ready. Yeah, you're, you're bowling, you're batting. Nine. You're bowling. Bowl here. We expect this. Righto. Okay. What about Bob Simpson as coach? Simo, I thought was tr- tremendous, particularly for you know he's very much managed the the relationships one on one with the players, but he always How had to find him about, for your game. So I found him a little bit like a computer himself. He actually. Hmm really spent time on knowing you as a player and Absolutely. advancing you, I thought. Absolutely. Well, the thing I remember about that, one of, of which is, you know, I thought getting to national level, playing for Australia was like the destination. Wow, you know, I'm here and that's it. That's the end of the road. 
I soon found out that I hardly knew anything about the game at all uh, when <laughs> playing for Australia. Was it was almost as if, wow, you know, this is a completely mm. new learning journey. And Sumo was just continually challenging, continually offering things. Of course, his fielding sessions were, were legendary. Well, it's not surprising oh. that you didn't know a lot under the tutelage of Les Stillman in your early years. But yes. Bob Simpson, well, I'm amazed by his story, how they were able to turn around that you know, World Cup success and, and bring mm. cricket back to where it should be in Australia. Um, yeah, I'd like to know a little bit more about him because, I mean, you mentioned that he's a people's person. It's got to be the cornerstone of coaching and leadership at that top level. Look, it was at the time, and of course, this, he was the first coach of the team because previously there was there was just you know, captains and maybe a team manager, manager. might help out mm. a little bit, yeah. And that's about it, but basically there was no other. There was no other um, uh, sort of... And for a new player coming into the scene... It was really, you know, it was a complete, completely, could be an overbearing experience for anyone. Mm. But Simo was, was actually had this knack of, of actually being quite personable, but also you knew your distance and you knew that you were being challenged the whole time. Yeah. So never got, you were never comfortable with Simo. No, around, you weren't matey. Which was, no, which, which, is, which is exactly what was required. And even from memory, you know, even the senior players were always on, on, the, on, on their edge because you could never assume that you were that you were going to, you, yeah. know, you were always in front of the game. There was always something you needed to yeah, do. I just remember a couple of things. You know, I was always known, I had a rocket arm before having a shoulder reconstruction and everyone goes, but I used to wind up. <laughs> you think? Oh, sorry. I used yeah. to wind up even in the inner ring. What was yeah. that? Do you in, know uh, what I mean? Yeah. So I had the same throwing action from the outfield as I, as yeah. I did at mid-on. And he was the first person saying, mate, you can't waste time winding up. Yeah. You've got to get up like AB and then down. Yeah. So that took me to I was playing for Australia to work that yeah, out. Absolutely. Did you kindly yeah. explain to him, though, that many a year had been spent on the fence at Springy South and you didn't get in the ring a lot? Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm either slip or fine leg. Okay. And you know how many run-outs I got at fine leg? A lot. Do you know how many I got at mid-on? <laughs> no. Because I was winding up. They ran the third. And then even bowling, you know, one day, a day cricket, you would never had any advice. Yeah. And he's going, mate, you've you got, you got to get yeah. cover driven. We're pictured to swing the ball. We don't care if you go... Like, I remember him saying six and over. Like Now people laugh at six and over. But when we were playing, Don, six and over was quite expensive, yeah, wasn't absolutely. it, with the new ball? Absolutely. But he goes, you can go for six and over. We need one wicket in that first you need spell driving. at least. Yeah, if they're driving yeah. at you, everyone's a chance. So it sounds simple, yeah. but that, that wasn't explained, was yeah. it, years ago? No, no, it wasn't. So he was always picking things out. and always, There were subtleties in the game. He'd always have something new to keep you on edge and keep you wanting to improve. Well, you needed to improve to stay there. Yeah. And everyone was feeling the same. So, yeah, hey, I learned what, a lot. What about another little thing, Hodgie? I don't know if you faced any of your idols. You know, oh, I missed Dennis Silly by a couple of years, but you got mm. to face Sir Richard Hadley, who would have been an idol of yours, surely, as a swing bowler. What was that like? And how well, good he was, was he? He was an absolute hero of mine. And I, I, I get on well with Richard. He comes to Australia quite often, obviously. But, but I used to idolise him uh, as a technician as well. You know, he's... I had the old VHS days in the videos, mm. but I used to sit at home. We're on VHS today. <laughs> no, we go retro. Yep. He wanted Beta, Hodge. I said, mate, it doesn't work. But these days with all the film, you can, you've got people to cut up video for you and do this and that. I was, I was sitting at home when the, the internationals were on Channel 9, literally with, with, the, with yeah. the record and, and stop button and pause button, mm. and I taped all of his spells. Just to see the way he went about it, and, he's, and did you pause and he run up and just go that little extra button that went just one little frame at a time? You know that sort well, of when stuff. he got to his when he got to his action and the way yeah. he used his way he used the crease was uh, I thought was incredible. And that, that was as a technical as you said, there wasn't a lot of coaching bowling at that time, so you literally had to choose someone 
yeah. for me that, that, that I wanted to emulate. And, uh, and he was one of them. So to, to face him in a test match was pretty surreal. And, in fact, at the end of that game, you said that uh, we uh, Yeah, so what was that like? Out. That was insane. Well, it, w- it was one of the best games of cricket beyond the personal type of um, in- impact it had. I was pretty good on that game, <laughs> I must admit. I was very good, actually. This is just where those stats Good stats. But, yeah. but this is the thing. So Wit, he's, 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 made, he's made millions, hasn't he? He's made absolute oh, millions yeah. as, a media, as a media Great superstar, man. as a speaker. I mean, he was before that game. He was bugger all, wasn't he? Yeah. Now, this is part of my marketing. You know, part of my emerging sort of marketing feel. I thought, well, what's going? You always want to help out your teammates. What's the best thing I can do? Yeah. To help someone like yeah. you know, Wit, who's just a, come off the beaches, Randwick. You know, he's a surfer boy from an team. unknown. An unknown. What can I do to help him just establish himself in life? And I thought, well, the best thing I can do is get out to Richard Hadley mm. with. You know, half a dozen overs to go. Mm. So Whit comes out, makes a name for himself, and then he'll just explode. You reckon he's thanked me ever since? Well, he's do, you, do you think he's actually fair. just recognised? No, nothing. nothing. So you got how many get Whit? So Whit uh, <laughs> took him on. He decided, oh, you might be the greatest fast bowler that's ever played the game. I'm going to take you on, and he scored two off eighteen balls. Yeah. Well, it's it's. And it's Billy was Craig McDermott was batting out. He was plumb to Danny Morrison, oh, wasn't he? At the absolutely, other end, absolutely. Because Danny. Four foot two, it's not going over, no, no, was it? No, yeah. um, it so wasn't hitting Did you get man of the match? I didn't, no. Uh, Richard, oh in fact. Oh, my God. Really? No, no, six for and 50 wasn't well, enough for them. Who's voting? Well, you know, I think the integrity officer. So who got man of the match? Was well, it Hadley? Just because Hadley took 10 for the game, you know. I mean, you know. But Hadley got man of the match. He scored the 11 and 29. And what did you get? Seven for and fifty. I think we need a retrospective. Mm. Uh, well, uh, I'd award. We'll, yeah. we'll get that to you. Thanks, thanks. I, I did deserve it at the yeah, time. Bolology yeah, biology report. We're doing retrospective yeah. book reviews. Why we can't are. we do retrospective man of the matches? We, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. No doubt. Um, it was incredible, and he bowled tw- over twenty overs. I think you'll find on the last day. So we were chasing two hundred and forty on the last day. I got the last wicket in the last morning to give me the six, and then we needed. We had all day to spend to get two forty. And we finished, what, nine for 230 or something, 220. Mm. So it was a fantastic game of cricket. And Hodge, that was the last time New, uh, New Zealand played a Boxing Day test. The rumours are they're going to do it uh, next summer. And we're ready for it, aren't we? I'd love to see oh, New be, Zealand take on Australia. It'd be really competitive. Well, it'd be crowds. awesome. But, I mean, Tone, being in administration, probably knows the ins and outs more about yeah. trying to get people you know, over to Australia within that time frame because it is probably... A, money-making bonanza around that time of year for, you know, especially South Africa, New Zealand. There's a lot of good stuff going on around cricket at that time. I'm hearing, though, from a New Zealand ah. school dad that his right. mates are coming for the Boxing Day test. Oh, well, let's get them here. Christmas um, and have, and have a, I think we might actually get uh, good support for the Kiwis. Well, the one thing I love about New Zealand is they're Choice. always ultra-competitive. Um, and they yeah. always feel like they're slightly undermanned against their big brother Australia, but I don't think so. In this current environment, I think they could give us a touch-up. Hey, Dodd, uh, well, Kane Richardson. Kane Richardson is one of the best players in the world now, isn't it? And uh, Tim Southey and uh, Trent Bolt. I mean, it's it, they're. I mean, that team in '87 was probably one of their best, but yeah. this, this one's not far away. And the best thing about that, guys, this year is that if they do, I mean, I. I can, I can get a lot of speaking gigs. Really. You could. Absolutely. Well, that's what coming on the Bowlology Report, we, we will get, give you that. I know Sam Harper, we haven't seen him for a week. He didn't get a Shield game. He, I think he's on the speaking circuit <laughs> over there in America. Um, 
Hey, uh, Hodge, what, do you know about his one-day international debut? With the yeah, I do, actually. I'm pretty sure he got Pfeiffer on one-day international was debut it in this one, as well. Uh, no, it was an earlier version to that. That was about the 92 version, that one. Um, but yes, yes, we uh, we went over, and that's the, in the days when they mixed up the one days yeah. and, the, and the test I matches. So you basically were chopping and changing yeah. between formats. And I wasn't originally in the squad for that. Um, again. For that, again. So this is a common thing. There's a bit of a thing. Oh, it's underrated. <laughs> and uh, because of that game, basically, I forget if, if there was an injury or, or, you know, Merv might have been in the squad as well. And uh, and so doing well in the game. And literally, we had to go straight from the rooms uh, with a few beers and a belt, I think, <laughs> mm. straight, to, straight to Tulla and get the plane that night to Perth. And, uh, and we sort of arrived in Perth just about the time that F. Scott's opened over there. <laughs> oh. uh, and I was, we were in bed and just great little pub over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so so we went there for a new. There was a there was I think a three two or three one. It was tri series in those days. We yeah. had Sri Lanka and uh, and New Zealand again uh, playing. So we were playing New Ze- uh, Sri Lanka a couple of days later, and um, and yeah. So and what AB say like not big um, speech maker. You go just no. do what you do. Oh, I don't. Think you, I can't remember anything really that he yeah. was saying. You just oh, here's the ball and, and you just here's think, the field. Well, and, you know, it's international alter. cricket. I get five because. I'll get a fight, but was it like that? Well, you know, I was used to it by that stage. So, so. <laughs> but so, how many people reckon, have done that? Are you are you part of a little you, club like me? Do you reckon or? you get man of the match if you did? Oh no, no way! Who took man of the match? Probably some slogging batter that struck it at about sixty-two runs, I'm hundred balls. Dino. Hey? It's yes. not Dino, was it? Yes, War. Yes, War was man what, of the match. What did with, Tugger do? With thirty-four and three for. No way! Can you believe that? Five for twenty-one on debut. <laughs> I'm getting t- we're getting Tugger next week. Mm. We're going to get Tugger on here, and I want him to bring his bloody medallion or whatever he got. Well, he's a man of statistics. We'll back that up a bit later on. Mm. Watch his space, Tugger. <clears throat> but your question, which is a very valid yeah. one, of, of you know how many actual people in the history of no, cricket one. have done that five for on test yeah. and one day? Yes. I mean, it's rarefied air, isn't it? So is you the only one? Are you like me that it's <sighs> just a golf tournament each? Uh? There's, there's, there's one more. Who? There's one more. Fidel Edwards from the West Indies. Fatting Edwards. Last time I checked, yeah, he had some licks. He was fast bowler. Yep. I uh, think he was the only one. I think there are two of us. Two of have, us. Uh, so did he catch up? Have him. you ever seen him and go, oh, mate? You know, I send an invitation every year. No, um, but no, I wouldn't have no, no, we're like me and Merv. The Australians have taken hat tricks and scored seventies club. You know, two of yeah. us, and obviously Warney did that yeah. as well. Yeah. Ninety nine. Yeah. He never turns up. No, never turns up. Well, the five from fifty on the bill, of course, is. Rare, yeah. Oh, we should join for our Australia. clubs. Yeah, well, I think we should. Yeah, Not potential. There was one league. other for Australia, Albert Trott in eighteen yeah. ninety something. Yeah, I missed that one. That was an eight for it, wasn't it? He got an eight for Trotty, I reckon. It was a good quality fire for him. Swung it around corners, or is he a spinner? Don't know. But he ended up playing for England as well. It was a bit like Billy Murdoch, who we talked about last week. According to Wikipedia, Anthony Ian Christopher Dodemade, born the 5th of October 1963 in Melbourne. I, now, your superstar status, but you don't get, you don't just turn up to the G. I'm going to drink piss, now I'll play a test match, get six foot. You, you had a little, what was your career leading up to getting down to the, the Bulldog, the Footscray Cricket Club? Yes, so uh, so it probably wasn't as elaborate in the pathway uh, as it is now. So it was, it was pretty traditional of coming up through the club team. So, yeah. so I went down to Footscray when I was uh, probably, I think, you know, 15, 
Oh, so he just rocked up. Was Hatch, and local boy. was Hatch and Dowling on back then? So da- yeah, Hatch and Dowling. So yeah. played uh, played uh, Hatch Shield for Yarraville, which yeah. was the closest thing to me at the t- at the time. So it was my first experience on turf. Dowling Shield, then uh, Dowling Shield at Footscray. So so I was there. Um, Ken Eastwood was a coach of my oh, local wow. club team. Ken one test uh, wonder. One test, who's a lovely, lovely man, and yeah. uh, still a, a great mentor, and uh, you know, I've indebted to him a lot. So. So he got me, he invited me down. I still remember him coming to mum and dad's and, uh, you know, sitting in the lounge room and saying, I think it's Tony should come down and try it. So they actually did that. That would have been yep. awesome to have an Australian player. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's a very Legend. good memory. So I went down to foot's grade 15 or so. Um, another bloke turned up about the same time, was 17, but, um, we'll get to that later. Well, you can lead into it when you want. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so come up through the grades at, uh, at, at the Bulldogs and, um, so under 19s was really, the only thing in the pathway before the state squad yeah. at that stage. So, so it was um, so I had a couple of years, three years in the under 19s at uh, the Victorian under 19s. Actually, I didn't first one as a 17 year old. I went as an opening batsman in the <laughs> national championships and didn't bowl the ball. Good defence, understandable. That, 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 that if, you've, if you've seen it, then that's completely understandable for sure. So, um, so yes, had three years there and was again got on in England. Played in the Australian yeah. under 19s twice. I think um, went to England. In the under 19s, with the stars, and yeah. Craig McDermott. Actually, I got in by four days. Oh, you wow. talk about being lucky, but the the, yeah. the dates, the dates, we had to be under 19 on the first of October at the yeah. start of the season. My birthday was the fifth of October, and so yeah. I made an England tour in under 19s by four days. And uh, Mike Valletta was captain. Uh, Craig McDermott was on the trip as a 16, 17, or yeah. 17 year old at that stage. Ian Healy was second wicketkeeper and, second and batsman, wicket number keeper. four batter at that stage. So Craig uh, Bradley. Craig Bradley was vice captain of that, uh, of that tour as well. Didn't so. know that, Hodge? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that at all, but yeah. uh, no, he's, he's a good cricketer. Pretty impressive. All right, who was the 17 year old dude at Footscray that you rocked into? Well, I sort of went down to Footscray around about the same time, and this, this, you know, this, this 17 year old sort of came down, he was a bit unhinged, really, and uh, <laughs> people will, will not probably be surprised to know that it was Mervyn Gregory Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what were you thinking? Rocked in from Werribee at around about the same time. What you were know, your driving in of him? Without a licence. Driving I mean, at he was 17. Seven right, he was without a licence. <laughs> he, he drove down anyway. Um, oh, look, it's just, it's basically wild hair all over the place, a bit of a gorilla. He was, a, he was, a, he was obviously, I was in the fourths and thirds and he was in the seconds, so he didn't talk to me for three years at the start. Yeah, you, you don't talk to Yeah, there's, there's, there's a hierarchy for sure. Like, and he would have bounced at and did he oh, roll up in the, uh, the the footy shorts or the stubbies? You know, yeah, it was, which it was shorts the did he have on? Yeah, had had, this, had the, the really tight, you know, mm. the Werribee, Werribee footy shorts because yeah. he wanted yeah. everyone to know that he played for Werribee. Yeah, he got his ninety five well. games in there, didn't he? Ninety five games, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's Ruckman and centre half back apparently led the goal kicking from centre half back one year. So he tells us, <laughs> but you know, so it, it started off yeah. probably um, quite a quite a, a a very long relationship, but I never really got to know him until. Uh, Probably we went to England at the same stage when I went to the, on the oh, under-19 yeah. tour of England. Merv was on what used to be the old SO scholarships where young Shield players used to go and play county yeah, cricket good seconds. Idea, wasn't it? Yeah. And he went to play for Essex. And so the last match of our tour was was at Chelmsford. Oh. And uh, and Merv was uh, was sort of sort of said, oh, who are you? And I said, oh, I've been playing at the same club <laughs> the, the past couple of years, mate. But, you know, my name's Tony. And he said, oh... So, so we basically we sat at, at I think an establishment somewhere and, and long into the night and uh, yeah. got to know each other and uh, been great friends ever since. But, similar um, sort of bloke, similar sort of bloke. The way I characterise it really is that you know I got there forty years ago at fifteen, he got there in seventeen, and I yeah. actually grew up. 
And, and he didn't. It's, it's, fine. Just it's completely no. opposite. Yeah, we can't mount any arguments about that. No. And, and in that sitting, what was, your, what was the ratio of Merv's pints to your pints? Oh. Because it would have been pints in England, of course. Yeah, yes, yes, it was. So um, I, three to one wouldn't be really, uh, probably... <laughs> Would be conservative. I that think. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. too much. No. Uh, I tell you, who was lemonade at that stage? <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. I tell you, man, he, he probably would have out drink, uh, drunk over the years. What about your first state coach, Ian Redpath? How great a man? How big an influence? Massive, massive influence, and one of the one of the all time great men, not only cricketers, because a legendary cricketer, and even the people that played with him at the time were just uh, idolised him. Uh, very, of course, if you know Redders, very straight down the line. You know. Can't bring himself to swear. Shite. Blooming heck. <laughs> when we do Shite. something wrong. <laughs> oh, God. That's what about, do you remember what he used to, I'm assuming he did it for everyone. If he thought he gave you some really good advice, do you remember what he'd say after that? You had to keep to yourself. Do you remember what he used to say? Oh, just keep it under your hat. What was it? No, no. Just keep that one under your armpit, eh? <laughs> oh, have you ever heard that before? Never He'd in give my you good life. advice. He goes, Keep that one under the armpit. <laughs> Never in my life. Football. Never at all. But, but you know, like, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, the chapels and Lily and Mark, they just loved him yeah. because he was so competitive too, though, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Hated to lose. Hated to lose. One of the most honest and, and good-hearted blokes you'd ever meet. And uh, and was certainly from that time in Victoria. So I came into the squad at that time as after the 19 tour of England. So I'd done pretty well in, on the tour and was invited to join the squad and there was it was just after retirements of Maxine Walker and Richie Robinson. Yeah. Uh, so there were a couple of other, you know, very senior players that had left at that stage. And so it was a bit of a rebuilding phase. And uh, and Redders was just, you know, the first thing was not to lose. And of course Build it was just getting that resilience and real doggedness about it. Before and it was actually that base that produced the Merv Hughes and Dean Jones, Simon O'Donnell came through at yeah. that stage. Simon Davis played for Jamie Australia Siddons. as well, Jamie Siddons. So there's a core of us that probably came through and uh, and eventually, you know, won the Shield in 1990. And where did you train? Because, you know, you were a big part in putting together the Junction Oval, which is a great cricket centre now. Where yeah. did you train in those days? Well, at that time, um, we trained once a week formally, which was on Wednesday nights at the Albert Ground. So so Melbourne had the train on the Tuesday and Thursday. Yep. And uh, and so the state team, they trained with their, their club. All of us trained with their club teams two nights a week. And then you, you – so official state training was on Wednesday night at the Albert. But there, thereafter, it was basically we begged, borrowed, stole the, indoor, the old yeah. indoor nets at the MCG, oh, which was – beautiful, <clears> weren't they? Which was fantastic, you know, with the – Cracks halfway down. And the pistol shooting. You actually physically couldn't see the ball, no, could you, no, when you, you were batting? It was so awful. It was, and the, you, had about, you had about three metres run-ups <laughs> at that stage. And, of course, at quarter past seven – Quarter past You're seven, out. the pistol shooters came and kicked yeah. us all out yeah. because that was they. they I think Reg Hickey actually stepped on my front foot once when he was going to me. <laughs> That's how much he was over the line, and he bowled hundred miles an hour anyway, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how'd you get better? Training once yeah. a week, yeah. you know, with a, a coach, playing group. Nowadays, you know, playing groups together five, six days a week yeah. minimum. How do you, how do you get better in that environment? Well, I think you had to really what you had to do in that time was you had to be more self. Self-reliant, and you had to be really, um, I guess, not innovative. Perhaps innovative as well, but you had to you had to find ways of learning yourself. You know, and there was there was coaches that would eventually that would come in. Redders got in Alan Connolly up yeah, from Alpel uh, would come Alpel. once in a while yep. and uh, and tell us a few sporties from, uh, from the old rag doll, the old rag doll, and you know, <laughs> it's like Jordan keeping up with the stumps and all that sort of stuff. 
But but you didn't really have any other coaches. A lot of it was the trial you... and error, wasn't it? I, I thought the big improvement for me was going from South Melbourne club cricket mm. to bowling Wednesday night against the best batsman. Yeah. Yeah. And you're getting smashed. And so then eventually, after a couple of months, oh, I'm just starting to break even here. There's one little story I do remember, which was Rod Hogg, the great Rodney Hogg, uh, came, was originally Victorian, played, of course, played most of his career in South Australia, came back for the last couple of years to play for Victoria. So, of course, yeah, the first night he rocks up at the yeah. Albert Ground. He's a resource. He ro- he's a test player. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's myself and Simon, Simon Davis and Merv. And, we were, you know, Test player. Yeah. Turns up to the Nets in his South Australian tracksuit. <laughs> South Australian tracksuit. And, uh, of course, who's going who's, who's to go up? So I said, all right, I'll go up. So I went up to him and said, oh, Mr. Hogg. Rod, can I call you Rod? Yeah. Well, you know, we've seen on TV, you know that off-cutter that you, you bowl, one that really sort of comes back. How do you hold it? You know, how do you hold that? Can you give us a few tips? He gets up close, doesn't he? Listen. I hold the bloody ball like this. <laughs> if it does something, whoopity whoop. <laughs> that was it. That's all. Yeah. That was it. The big blue eyes, steely eyes. Yeah. Yep. The steely eyes. So okay. that was one maybe. Yeah. yeah, I probably don't need that too much more here. Um, you had to be resourceful and you had to learn. You had to, as I said, like Richard Hadley, watch players mm. that you admired and pick them apart and train more and harder than anyone else. That's how you got ahead. It's amazing. Do you think that's lost in this current environment? I think to an extent that sort of self-reliance because at the end if this if everything is put on for you and you're basically having to having to cut back on training mm. or limit the training that you do in those times the more you did the better because if mm. you were going, competing with someone else yep. for a spot and you did the same as them how's that going to work no. how would you going to going to compete so you went and had your own nets. You did extra fitness training. Yep. You, you, you did extra study or you know analysis. You found ways to, to improve. And you yourself. got confidence out of that too, didn't you? Yeah, even, right. even if you weren't doing more than your yeah. competitor, yeah. that's not the point. You think you believe you are. Just so think, on uh, just on fitness, Dottie, you were you were an extremely gifted athlete, and you were fit, aerobically fit. Oh yeah. Um, about the third year into my, or about my second or third year in Victoria. Um, the discussion around the coaching group was that I had to get fitter. I trained my ass off to one thing, and that was to beat you around the tan. That was my dream yep. for this summer of cricket. I couldn't bat, I couldn't feel, I couldn't <laughs> no. bowl, but shit me heck, I won the not? race. I beat him. It was the only loss I reckon he's ever had. I thought he was 42. Yeah, I know he's that. I know that. Got a hamstring at the but time. But I got too. him. And a car. <laughs> It was kindly pointed out that I was shit and I couldn't bat, couldn't field, and couldn't. Now we've got to work on your. <laughs> but I could now. run. Yeah, but I like that. Still, you want to take it on. And, and aerobic capacity wasn't a strength of yours, Hodge. You were just getting. Runs. Nah. Hey, you did touch on one. We'll get this. Will be the last one of your career. And we'll move on to current stuff. Yeah. But um, you touched on the Junction Oval, um, Hodgie, and you know you did a lot of work MCC over in England, mm. CEO of the Wackers, some big changes there, mm. and obviously at Cricket Victoria. But where does the Junction Oval getting completed uh, sit with you uh, legacy-wise um, through your professional career in cricket? Oh, it's 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 really up there. It's one of one of the. Um, I mean, for me, it was. It's great, very satisfying to see that when I first came into the role at Cricket Victoria, as we said, you know, and you would have trained at so many different places in so your many. time in yeah. your time with Victoria, both of you, really. Oh, so Punt Road, and you're getting shoveled, you're getting shoveled here and there, and you're getting kicked out of the MCG because there's a concert on or mm. something. Or Couldn't other, do which, any fielding, Dodd. No outfielding. No, weren't allowed on the G. Finding a <laughs> weren't allowed. It's like had, Scotch College. Yeah. Can't get on the turf. Is, had to find a hockey pitch somewhere in the <laughs> winter. Yep. So so we could do a bit of fielding practice, and so 
when you come into the role and say, okay, what, what, are the big, what are the big things here that we're missing? And the biggest strategic weakness we had was not having our own operating base. base. And so to get to that, to put the concept together, you know, to sell a vision here and there, to eventually after a few goes, getting government support back for it as well and finally see it through to completion. It took us 10 years yeah. to, to do mm. it. But um, certainly that was, that was one of the real highlights. In That's certainly gr- a great way, note to finish on too. You know, Absolutely, yeah. It was, yeah. It was to get there, and it's you know, eleven years is a long time somewhere, and it was certainly uh, certainly time to uh, to finish up and move on. But to see that through to completion was very satisfying. Yeah. But yeah. our, our guide to cricket this week, the Aussies actually won a game, and they may win a series over in India in the yeah. T Twenty. What, what were your thoughts on that, Hodgie? Well, it was a short series, um, but games. a win's a win. <laughs> we need a win. We haven't had one in a long, long time uh, against, apart from Sri Lanka. But uh, that was the fourth grade. Uh, East Sandringham, Sri Lankan 11 that they turned out. So to get one over the Indians in home ground uh, over there would be amazing. Uh, I love the the fighting spirit of the Aussies in this T20. I mean, the Indians only put on a total of 120, 127. They were talking about up and down pitch, though. Yeah, it was in... It was Vizag, I think it was, which is a slow, old, dusty wicket. But um, again, I love the uh, Glenn Maxwell factor stepping up to the plate. So is that just another building block to to Maxi reaching his potential? Look, I think he's I think he's such an interesting character that uh, I, if I was in the coaching staff of Australian cricket, I'd take it on as an exciting project, one that's got super talent. If you can harness that talent and get what you want out of the end result, but that's going to be satisfying as a coach for the down track. Just through the Melbourne Stars, though, I know he had a disappointing dismissal in the final. Yeah. But through the series, I thought he captained really well, and some of his innings, the the, the time, ta- the timing of when he decided to go was perfect. Look, I actually think it's been around for a couple of years, yeah. and I think that the, the maturity in which he's probably trying to find is more off the fi- off the field than on the field. I think he's honed his game in a little bit, and and that uh, dismissal in the final of the Stars versus Renegades was probably something more of panic. Um, and you're allowed to do that from time Momentum. to time in T- T20. And we expect so much of this guy. So that's the issue, I think, that mm. Maxwell's expectation is the bar's so high because yeah. of the talent that he has. And we expect him to average 65. You know what? The bottom line is most cricketers average between 35 and 45. You know, So if we can get that expectation, he can play a, a role like Andrew Simons has played. Um, comes in, wins a few games here and there, but he's not a banker. You know, your banker's got to be Ponting, Martin, uh, Michael Clark. You know, these guys that get you consistent forty or so. 50s. In the current team, who are the bankers for you that that are, can Ooh, do that? Question. Well, yeah, the bankers out at the moment. That's Steve Smith, but I think that Peter Hanscom's uh, filled that spot uh, in the one day squad. Sean Marsh did it as well currently, but. Yeah, really hard to find. I'm, I'm mm. a big believer in one-day cricket and T20 still having that glue at number four because it's such a tricky position to get right. Well, it has been missing, hasn't it, because the record isn't great. Absolutely. In the last, oh, yeah. And leading into a World Cup, you know, yeah. that sort of role is crucial, isn't it? And I think there was a mistake, actually, from the management where Steve Smith actually got promoted to number three. Uh, he probably felt that he was the best player in the team and he wanted to move up, but... That critical role of A, letting your openers get off to a good start because they know they've got quality at number four, and then setting up to your back-end team as well. I think that's critical. And one thing we've missed where we seem to have pushed harder than we should have, you know, pushing, trying to get totals of 300. But, yeah. 
you know, if you, if you get to the 35th over and you're already six, seven down, then it you're under the pump. So, uh, look, that's still an interesting factor about how that's going to work out. But I like. Did you what, read uh, anything into lads? Hans come in for Carey, and is that going to happen in the one day? Is Carey mm. un- in real no, trouble? I think. Yeah, for me, for sure. World Cup? For me, it's either Hanscom or Matthew, Matthew Wade. Wade. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't think that the, the, the partnership between uh, Finch and Carey was a great one. Finchy hasn't got a run for the summer, mm-hmm. which is not helping either, which probably reflects. But hopefully, if Warner can come in and get in form, that'll help Finch. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just think that, uh, yeah, Carey for me. He's carrying a lot, isn't he? Finchy is carrying yep. a lot at the minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he keeps getting pad, pad blown off. And as you know, if you get into those zones where particularly against a particular bowler like Boomer, you know, blowing off his pad all the time. Well, you can't get away from him, Dottie. Yeah. This, this is a – for those people out there, there, there are matchups which you just don't like. And Finch to face Boomer and Bhuvaneshwar Kumar in particular. I reckon is the one. It's, mm. It hurts him because he knows that he, he can either nick it off or get his pad blown off. So for, for Finch, he just needs to escape India, uh, get out of there, um, try and find another matchup. Somewhere in the World Cup and go and blast them and you'll be fine. All right, let's try and get him out of there. Hey, Dottie, what about a man who did take six for a test debut but didn't punch out a 50 like you, Pat Cummins? Um, He's got some improvement, hasn't he? He's got some improvement to do, hasn't he? If he keeps him, he's got a little bit. Though, well, he would have got he would have got fifty if he didn't get ten for in his first match. Did he get man of the match? I think maybe that's the difference that's between the him difference. and Dodder, mate. Yeah, I think so. You disappointed that? Well, why can't they recognise my significant contribution to this test well, match? Well, I'll tell you Camo what, though, he's got a, a free ride. That, that's that's got, the headline. Dodder mate says Cummins got well. a free ride. Sorry? Similar good looks as well, both similar Cummings and Dodder mate. Would you like to see him with some facial hair? You used to oh, rock the Errol no Flinney sort of no stuff. Doubt. No doubt. I think it Were you a better player um, with the Mo or without Mo? Ooh. So for me, I liked um, the Tash Dodder mate, Hodge. Yeah. Yep. Wasn't there quite as there. intimidating as uh, as others around at the team at the time. No, no but it's, it was a bit it's like very, it's, it's, it's very much Ron Jeremy uh, <laughs> porno type style, isn't it? When oh, you have a look at it. I, that, I mean, like, that's got the helmet on, but. I was going to go 1985 accountant. I reckon 90% of accountants in 1985 oh, well, would have had a Tony Dodder made mistake. Okay, well, actually, speaking of jobs or accountancy, oh, I was running through this Just, particular uh, talking about accountancy Victorian on the cricket um, publication, <laughs> Volume 5. Number two, December 1989. So we've just changed that. This is actually the retro book review, which is a magazine. Go, Hodge. Okay, so in it, it's Cricket Computes for Tony. Now, Compute. Ken Peace, uh, the master or two-cent piece, however you want to <laughs> refer to him. Um, he also wrote this brilliant great book. author of this. <laughs> Brad Hodge, the little master. Of, uh, Can he actually it's steal It's a very thin book, master. though. Have you noticed that? It's actually very thin. Uh, What's that all about? I can't believe they wasted a tree on that anyway. Um, back to back to this. I, I love this because it starts off in such. If Tony Dodamay wasn't such a good cricketer, he'd be teaching or working in the fast advancing computer industry, but he wouldn't be liking it as much. For That's all those computer that. geeks out there, yeah. can you explain to them why cricket is a lot better than doing that shit? <laughs> Is that a question or is that just It's a question out? for um, Tony. It was probably a pretty poor career choice at the time considering where computing's gone to and where my <laughs> career went to, really. But uh, no, I did um, – so I did a, my degree at the time when I was starting off in Victoria mm. was uh, 
was an applied science degree in computing yep. was a small sub major. Yeah, it does. And did say many that. teammates help you get through that? Like, Merv, Merv was very back, good. Did you go to Merv? Go Merv, Merv, Merv was what very you, good. I said, I've got this you, issue. With, Adams I've got this issue with my Fortran, you know, program at yeah. the time. And he was very say? helpful. He goes, "Give me a Bunsen burner," because that was his um, science year eight science um, report, wasn't it? It was definitely. What did he say? No, it was, it was his. And this is God. God honest truth that his report card for was it form five or no he didn't get that no did he year eight year eight year eight uh, science was potentially dangerous in the lab that was that was that was the extent of his comments no okay retro from a Bunsen burner so Tony it also says sitting in front of a VDU can you explain to me what a VDU is Uh, video display unit. Okay, yes. so sitting in front of a video display a unit. Well done. I've no idea what it meant. <laughs> For seven hours a day doesn't turn me on. What turns you on there? Because I'm pretty sure when I've known people to sit in front of computers for seven hours, and it might be different content than what they're watching, but they can certainly make it pretty pleasurable. Well, he's a hypocrite, Tony Dodder, mate, because if he says, what, sitting in front of a screen for seven hours doesn't interest me. He what, about the, what about the poor blokes that had to watch his 50 of 243 <laughs> minutes on debut? Well, that's seven hours of They've boring shit, isn't it? There's other little quotes in there, please. There's some great stuff. Um, he just he talks about uh, also... Here, here it is. Um, sp- he's spending his winters with, Sus- too much time on your hands, with Sussex... It? Having oh, already bef- yeah. been confirmed yeah. for 1990, uh, likes Dotomay prefers his full-time employment to centre family around cricket 12 months a year. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure as most motivational sportsmen, the self comes first and then oh. the family go wherever you want. Yep. I mean, looking at yep. your resume, you've taken them to Sussex, yeah. you've taken them to Lords, yes, you've yeah. taken them to yeah. WA. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just yeah. trying to work out there that in the court of law, this well, could be taken. My, this could be taken down. I reckon. I'm also my second wife, so that probably is. <laughs> there you go. Boom. That's probably a reason for that. Yeah. There yeah. is. Um, yeah. And so, just going on, going back to Sussex. I love it down there. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a good environment to learn things. Yeah. Yes, it was. There's what only, did you learn down there in Sussex? Well, there's only one man you learn from, wasn't there? Well, do you remember was, who it was? There's a couple. Yeah, my coach at the time. Actually, there was quite a few people down there because uh, remember John Snow, yes. one of the great all-time England bowlers. legendary fast bowler John Snow. He yep. was down there, yes, and he was on the committee at that stage, so it was uh, it was fortunate enough. But my my uh, my coach at the time was a gnarly old left left arm spinner called Norman Gifford. That's it. Who played a bit for England, and he was my coach at the time, and uh, he was just. Again, these mentors, some of these ah, mentors. knew his cricket. And he had these sort of, you know, little sayings, you know, and he, he, he had a pipe. He had a pipe oh, going. Yeah. I never got coached by a guy with a pipe. Yeah, that would have been awesome. he, had, he, had, he had a pipe going. You know. yeah. He'd have these little sayings like, you never lose it, someone just adds in funny places. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, what's your advice yeah. would he have given to Imran Khan? Uh, to say? Well, not, Imran wasn't... Very good at taking advice, really. Okay. It was going, oh, I'm just so, so handsome. <laughs> and I'm a brilliant cricketer. Oh, so he'd just say that? The girls love me. <laughs> Didn't he have a big... Well, he's, he's now the president of Pakistan, of course. And, so well, this is... The fast bowling cartel were doing these well, sort of this, things. this is all very And you're part of it. Yeah, yeah. But didn't he have his own seat as well in the dressing room? He did have so his own seat. So he did what, have his own it? seat. He did have his own seat. You know, up, in, up in the viewing room at Sussex where, you know, you look out over the game when you're waiting to bat. 
the big armchair in the corner was was, was in run. Was always in. Did anyone ever try to sit in there? Oh, or? a couple of. Not couple really, of, of course, the young players in the first. First, go. Oh, yeah, first time in the team, of course, the older players oh. get upstairs. And Imran, of course, was still recovering from the night before, so yeah. he wasn't there early. Mm. But the young players would come up and they'd say, where do I sit? And they'd say, over there, in Imi's chair. Of course, when Imi got up there, it was just all hell broke to us. Oh, he wouldn't be. And so that cricket magazine, I think mm. it was a freebie, Hodge. What, if you were trying to buy it these oh. days, what would it go for? Especially well, if it's the Dottomay episode. And it's got the legendary John Scholes on the cover, yeah, we love who Beryl. unfortunately is, is mm. no longer with us. I, I would say if you can get a copy of this, because it is a free publication. It was. So there must only be, back in 1999, probably five editions that have yeah. ever been produced. I'd say at least $7,500. $7,500. If you can get your hands on one of these for $7,500. I'd buy two. Donate it to the MCC. You're going to make a lot of money over a lot time. Of money. So Get a hold of that one. Hey, boys, something I saw, you know, the Australia-India T20, it's becoming a trend. Uh, The team photo and Adam Zampa and Marcus Stoinis holding hands in the team photo. Dodders, you're flying. You've just taken five for for Australia against Sri Lanka on debut. First Australian to do that. What happens if you had a team photo a couple of games later and you're sitting next to AB and you said, hey, AB, what about we hold hands for this photo? What what would have been the well, reply? Well, I, I was hoping for a handshake for Pfeiffer and 50 on debut. Mm. There was no physical contact from AB, let alone a handshake. Ooh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Mind you, it was hard to get near him with Merv all over him. Time too, just well, well, he was the tongue in the, in the ear, ear. Well, but that didn't yeah. that didn't become a trend, did mm. it? No, no. Merv sort of started it and it sort of peaked and and pretty much waned after he yeah. retired. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we're getting back to those days. Maybe this is a little introduction from uh, well, Stoinis and Zan. Or maybe you get a game. There's, there's, a bit, there's allowed to be love, isn't there? Oh, I like it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is interesting. I just thought sure, we'd go back to your career and how it would have gone over with a. And Alan Boyd. What about a Ray Bright? Would he have been up for a bit no, of hold? No, 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 no. Spotty wasn't there. Spot- sort of hold nah. hands, man, either. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, what about Shield cricket? Um, the Vicks had a really good victory. Um, three wickets. They, they chased down 300. Marcus Harris saying, best innings I've ever played, 174. Also, a bit of validation. I copped a bit of criticism over the sun, summer. Channel 7. Oh, Each day's play. This. They're going, what's your gutsy call? And it was pretty obvious Marcus Harris is going mm. to get 100. So on my 22nd time I've done it, guess what? The little fella's come through. So yeah. I feel a bit of validation. It was a gutsy call. At first innings too, when he got very close and didn't hit it apparently. Yeah, I thought I, I, thought I was not in, in trouble there. Mm. Um, Tazzy just absolutely smashed South wow. Australia. Jakey yeah. Weatherall, good potential, 106. He would have thought like he'd saved the game. Jackson Bird. Yeah, seven for they lost six for three. So yeah. that was a really good victory to Tassie and New yeah. South Wales. They just overpowered WA. Yeah, Camp Bancroft, of course, yes. runs, but um, Soko, Keith, Copeland, and Co. Yeah, um, too good. So I, before you discuss your little things, so I picked a um, a, a Shield team of the round. Okay, mm-hmm. so my Shield team for the round is openings Harris. So we have ninety and one hundred and seventy four. You know, good enough. Good enough. Confirmations no, and my gutsy calls, I thought. <laughs> Burnsy, 60 and 80, so just keep 
Keeps just getting runs, Burnsy. No, he's in good touch. For um, and he's over the top of Bancroft for, for you there. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I'll okay. get to that, Jake. Oh, right, okay. oh, well, to be honest, oh, no, sorry. it was yeah. a disappointing round for middle-order batsmen. Mm. Um, it was a very good round for opening batsmen because yeah. I put Jakey Weatherold at three, yeah. Yeah. one and 160. But in that tells a bit of a story about Jakey because when he gets going, he's, he's as good a batsman to watch in Australia, isn't he? He's just exhilarating with his hitting. Um, we just want you to bridge your, your best days and your worst days. Just get it's those a little bit. Well, we don't want the best days coming down any. We want the worst days going up to there. Yeah, he looks a little bit like Sean Marsh, doesn't he? In, in, when you're out there and you're striking it, it just looks like perfection. And then when you're off, things just go horribly wrong for him. So he's uh, when he was at the Adelaide Strikers, I thought that it, he was going to be easily in the top five run scorers. Uh, yeah. It didn't happen, but then he got the century in the final. This guy's a serious talent. He got 100 in the Big Bash final last year, mm. and then he can punch out 160 mm. in Shield. So yeah. it's in him, and, well, I, and I reckon he's an excitement machine. And his JLT one-day form has particularly been strong mm. over the last few years, so he, he'll put some pressure on for sure. I think, though, Oggie, though, the really good players, when they're not playing that well, they're batting ugly but still getting runs. And yeah, they do. They seem to scrape out a 20 or 30, and, and that's how you get a bank of you know 800 to 1,000 runs for a mm. season instead of finishing off. Yeah, you with know, 600. So that's what the good players do. And if Jay can find that, especially battling Adelaide Oval, I know it seems a little bit, but all in all, it's Bang pretty em. good for batting. Well, talking about Bangham, uh, number four, I've got Banger in there, but it's really unbanger Cam Bancroft, yeah. isn't it? Because he batted for uh, eight days. Yeah. 138 and 86. And if we just randomly had, you know, went retro in Test Match Creek and go, hey, how about we just play a, a timeless test? That'd yeah. be fun. You know who's getting picked first? It's unbanger. Yeah. Unbanger Bancroft. Well, he bet the whole test. I mean, I'm not sure if there was any sledging out there. I'm pretty sure there would have been, but they would have been calling him Pujara for mm. sure. Yeah. Um, even though he doesn't average 50 in Test match cricket, and Pujara does, but it's stuff like this which bores the shit out of me. Yeah. And uh, you know, I quickly turn the TV or radio off when I hear this sort of laborious cricket. Yeah. So for me, you and Mark Wall. Yeah. You and June. So for me, uh, played full defence though. Which I like. I like yeah. Well, I'll, I'll question this for defence. I reckon it's a bit of an angle bat. I reckon there's gaps for Anderson to work through. It's not as good as Dodamades or Gillespie. I'll be straight up. Anderson won't be seeing him for ever. You don't reckon Bancroft will play? Uh, go, go on the Ashes? Nope. Okay. Well, we're going to get to that because I want you. That's your. That's your segment. Uh, well done to Umbanger. Um, oh, he might be my favourite batsman at the moment. Kurt Patterson. Do you know what I'm liking? Oh, questions. Oh, I couldn't get hundreds. You know, get starts, mate. He's getting hundreds. He, he's hundreds are trending with Kem, uh, <laughs> KP, and there's a bit of Alistair Cook about his batting too. The bat looks mm. really, really broad. Um, so another hundred to him. Um, so KP, don't worry about the bash or T20 cricket. Just nick it off. Don't even think about it. Just make twenty-five um, test hundreds, please. Um, what about Maddo? Nick Bannison. Mm. Mm. He couldn't have looked worse throughout the Big Bash. And we know he's probably rushed, um, you know, after the broken elbow or whatever um, from Jai Richardson. Stars lost a few players to the one-day team. And, and really, he just couldn't get going in the Bash. So that's a real tick to be able to now punch out, which is consecutive hundreds. That's yeah. how I think they're three months apart. But, but Maddo, um, you're trending in red ball cricket. Yeah. Well, it's, I reckon it's fantastic, actually, because the, the one thing is about... Sheffield Shield cricketers, you do have time to adapt and adjust your game. And with the, with the fast pace of T20 cricket, it's more about thought than it is technique. 
Here he would have had a time to go and hone his technique a week before the Sheffield Shield starts, concentrate on his simple technique, and, and he's delivered it. This is a guy that's played test cricket, you know, that we need yeah. to keep in the back of our mind for sure. Just a bit early for me. I still haven't – it's too soon. I, I saw those four innings in test match cricket. I just need a bit more time before Nick No, I think he got selected too soon. Yeah, he, it was, oh, he did. Average selection. I love his comments too afterwards where – is you know we had to leave the game when he was in New South Wales yeah. just to just to deal with a few mm. uh, issues and the messages were out that he's not putting pressure on himself he's enjoying his cricket again and he sort of seems to be in a good space and you know why he's enjoying his cricket you know why he's getting I runs? know why he's got the Tony Dodamay tash correct and, and don't shave that off he did and look what happened to Dottie. Yeah, he went downhill got he had to build the fifty and Oval. six for and then he had to go to England this bloke wow got to it's better than watching videos for seven hours, according to Tony, so it's good. I remember that 243 minutes for that 50 as well. <laughs> uh, uh, nifty Nev. Uh, Wadey's mm-hmm. unlucky, but he didn't play as a keeper. But I know that you'll talk about Wadey. Uh, well done, Nev. Uh, 100, Nifty's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, at eight, Sock, nine wickets. Is he yeah. the second Ashes spinner? Left arm orthodox. Copes, six wickets. Yep. Is he an Ashes smoky? Swepson, nine wickets. He's having an okay shield year. Is he the second Ashes spinner taking the count leg spins history over there in the UK? Um, and number 11, Jackson Bird with a bullet. 11 wickets. Um, action Jackson. I'd be making sure that my passport wasn't expiring if I was Jackson. Mm. So that's my 11, Hodge. Now, yep. for you... Um, for this round, I want you to, in line with what I said about Birdie, yeah. who should be having making sure that their passport is updated? Well, I think uh, for me, updating your passport is smoky as Madison. Yeah, just for that left-hander in the middle. Oh, I like quick. that. Don't mind it. Uh, the other one is Michael Nissa. Even though he didn't have such a good round, I think that this guy can actually be a true all-rounder. In the game of cricket, a bowling all round. You know what he's averaging. Swings the ball. You know what he's averaging in shield cricket this year. Yeah, 45, 50. 60, 60. 60. 550s. Well, it's better than a uh, whole top order of Australia. So Michael Nissa, yeah, I want him to keep his passport updated. I would think he bowl well in England. Yeah. Uh, for me, Steve O'Keefe, you've just stamped your your passport and booked your ticket. And and the reason being is that left arm orthodox. If you don't have the quality of Shane Warne, yeah. Or McGill, even though he didn't get picked in the last game of the 2005 Asher series. Um, for me, left arm creates a lot more doubt because A, you get that little pancake outside the line of the left-hander, so you can bring in bat pads off, offside, and A, you're always hitting the stumps. So for me, Steve O'Keefe should partner Nathan Lyon in that uh, Asher series. Probably at the Oval. Are they your ones? Your ones, make sure your passports. Oh, and also uh, Matthew Wade. Yes. So I've got Matthew Wade in there. Uh, I think that he definitely needs to keep his passport ready, not only for uh, the Ashes, but also for India as well. And do you agree with Bird for me? As much as a batter? Well, I mean, I'm not, look, I'm not sure. I don't want to put any pressure on the captain of Australia, but performance has come down to it. And he's a great keeper, but Matthew Wade, the, the feedback that he had was A, you have to go and work on your batting, but also your keeping. I think he's ticked that box. So, you know, now you're talking about a wicketkeeper batting in your top six. Why can't he just pick a wicketkeeper batsman for Australia? And I'm not sure in all forms of the game whether it works with two keepers in there. England have done it. 
But uh, for me, I'd like to see him get back into the one-day side and then possibly well, like, there's oh, still a long future for Matthew Wade. I, I think he's, geez, he's got to be close to be playing white ball cricket in the mm. World Cup for yeah. me. I, I still, even if Hanscom uh, goes over Carey with the gloves, yeah. I, I think Wade's just got the genuine power we need at... Um, if you bat him, I mean, he's open to go hundreds for Australia. Well, this is the but problem. seven. We need a seven who's going to bang him. And, and Hanscom's, you know, Smith no, might take Hanscom's role. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, hey, mate, what about who, who are the unfortunates? It's only one round. Yeah. Um, we'll be probably watching their footy team. Yeah, I've winter. got the uh, Renshaw in there. Yep. Yep. I'm not sure whether he's a Brisbane Lions fan or Gold Coast I think Coast he's going to play county cricket, but the theme is... He yeah, can go your... and watch uh, Tottenham Hotspur there, wherever he's playing. But he'll be definitely... The Broncos. Uh, there's a lot of raps on him, but just hasn't delivered. Love a shame for me as well. Sit back and enjoy some He might be a, a Super 14s fan. Uh, he might be, being a South African descendant. Yep. And uh, unfortunate, but Kerry as well. I think go and watch your Gold Coast. I mean the Suns. No, he was no, he the played Giants. The GWS. Sorry, Giants. I think he's yeah. a Crows man now, though. Yeah, because I think for me, Matthew Wade takes that 15th spot as a wicket keeper batsman there. Uh, and Jackson Bird, sort of been there, done Ooh, that. Okay. Have a rest because so I'm picking in. Copeland before Jackson Bird. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dog, you got any thoughts on that Copeland versus Bird? Oh, I've been a. Oh, I'm a fan of both of them. I think they're both. Um, uh, Copes is a t- tremendous professional. He's a really good professional now, and he's. Uh, but I, I like, I like um, Jackson. I reckon Jackson mm. is hit that sort of bowling. When he was last in the team, he probably just didn't have the edge of hurrying the shots and playing that. Of course, he played the Boxing oh. Day test. Oh, and that's flat. Imagine getting picked for that that's one, God. You'd be career. spewing, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I just like Bird. Um, Copes played a couple of test matches, but Birdie. Um, has shown that he can get wickets at test match level. And, and you're coming in. I don't think either will be long-term players. Mm. You're bringing them in yeah. to help you win a test match. Mm. Yeah. I think they've got that Sid's type, well, type of role. Or the ones that There's only one of them. Really experienced player, seamer, that can, in the right conditions. One of them has to go. Yeah. So I've got to run. Um, so, Tony, you're staying on with the great fast bowlers, the two opening bowlers of... It was the Shield. You did open the bowling together in the Shield, didn't you? Uh, yeah, against, against New we South both, Wales. We both got some wickets, I think. Who was that against Taylor and Slater? No, they were in the West so. Indies, uh, weren't they? And Paul oh, Rifle. Mark O'Neill. Toyster. Well, they would have been licking their lips at you two. Buzz McMara. Kevin Robertson. Kevin Roberts played that game? Oh, I don't know about that. He mm. might have been a bit young. Buzzard, Buzzard was here. But no, we'll, we'll, we, we may remini- right. reminisce about that. Hodgie, we'll save Thank up you. the social media self-promoter Done. for next week. Will do. One of the great um, Test match series wins of recent time, maybe ever, is Sri Lanka are beating South Africa. Or they've beaten them in the series. They have already. It's a series win. And is it the first Asian team to to win a series down there? I would have thought so. I couldn't imagine. Like their their record is um, amazing. You know, losing. They've lost to Australia and maybe England. That might be about it. Well, that's it. I mean, at the time they've been on this. Sort of world tour, haven't they? They were smashed in New Zealand. They came to to Australia, and as Brad said, they looked like a fourth eleven team from a uh, and looked demoralised, completely demoralised. And then lost their captain, the chairman of selectors, whatever. Go to South Africa, which you think has got to be one of the hardest tours in world cricket, particularly when you're coming off a trip of already existing floggings. matches in, in yeah. floggings in New Zealand and Australia. And to come and, you know, Dale Steyn and, and Rabada, they, they didn't spare them either. Philander? They? They absolutely, absolutely peppering yeah. them. 
And to come back with a with a win like that, what an amazing innings from was it Pereira? Well, Fernando and 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 oh, that was in the first Test match, which may go down as the greatest Test innings of all time. You know, Wisden often will come out and and they'll calibrate, don't they, their own sort of things. Mm. But that that would certainly be in the top ten against Has the attack be. and and what he'd already done in his career or or hadn't done. But then another guy, you know, Fernando um, stepped up. That's massive for him. I mean, we've seen the best of Mendes a couple of times. You know, he made a great hundred last time the boys went over there. Mm. But, um, you know, that, that South Africa going that second inning still would have thought, we'll knock them over here. Oh, no doubt. So it's resilience, isn't it? Yeah. The attack that they've got, particularly Dale Stain, who's, you know, one of the all-time greats. Rabada as well. You know, it, it's... And the pressure of South Africa, you know what they can be like. You know, yeah. Just absolutely, um, you know, the real pack mentality. So they've talked about now South Africa already doing reviews, that complacency mm. stepped in, which yeah. which can happen. But for me, a lot of it using Calibrate again, Calibrate's by the next test match. Yeah. So that, I think this is even more surprising that yep. they could actually back it up, show resilience and just outplay South absolutely. Africa. Absolutely. And it is that group that, you know, they've been through, through so many hard times together. That you know, kind of a binding effect, can't it? If if you're just going to say, right, boys, you know, let's let's there's nothing there's nothing worse that can go wrong. Let's just let's just enjoy it, pull together, and see if we can do something special. Enjoy each other's company. So so that and no and also they've had no Matthews, Angelo Matthews. The last two captains aren't there, are they? And Chandamol's not there. Mm. Harath had just retired. Yep. So that's 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 a three yep. out of your eleven yep. um, experience wise. It's an all time so great performance, isn't it? Um, what do you read about this becoming a big scenario for South African cricket is um, Dwayne Oliver, mm. um, who, who's a 26-year-old, had a promising start to his test career. He's got 48 test wickets in, in, in 10 test matches, yeah. um, 26, and he's decided to sign with the Auckshire. Well, there, there are a few dimensions here, aren't there? I mean, I haven't seen a lot of him bowl, I must say, but it's uh, it's... There's a couple of things, special considerations for those South Africans, isn't there? Because of the Colpac opportunity, uh, so the Colpac for the yeah. opportunity for South African players, because they've got a trade agreement there to, to actually play in England, not as an overseas player, a non-qualified for England, but still a, a yeah. non-overseas player. And of course, the difference between the pound and the rand there is is compelling. Uh, but also, the other dimension to it, which I reminded as I was coming in, was was that there are still these quota in uh, these quotas in, uh, in in uh, South African cricket, and so there's generally supposed to be six players of colour uh, in any team of eleven, which of course only leaves five places for like white um, South Africans. And so, if you're the um, second best spinner yep. or third best quick, you could go from the Test team and not playing for you. Absolutely, state team. And also, there's some injuries at the moment, isn't there? I think uh, Philander's uh, been injured recently, and he only got his chance because a few of those probably people in front of him were, were injured. So he weighs all that up and thinks, well, actually. How much, even though I've been offered a two-year contract for South Africa, on, in Rand, yeah, um, and now I've got this opportunity to perhaps establish myself in county cricket and play for the next ten years. Yes, you know it's 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 a tough thing on South African cricket, but um, but they've got in to those work. circumstances. You've got to say, well, okay, you know, you you, you can understand the decision. Um, and I think there's forty South African players playing in English yep. county cricket. Ten Riley from Rousseau. the West Indies. Riley Rousseau was uh, was playing yep. there. It was Kyle Abbott. Yeah, uh, he left and Love it. He's a great bowler. Yep. He's a great bowler. Yep. So, um, but I'm thinking I'll be interested to see the fallout of this 26 year old mm. um, making that decision, a frontline pick. Mm. Um, whether we see some 
reaction from South African cricket with their structures to make sure because, you know, it's a big test to keep punching out that talent, isn't it? Absolutely, and it costs a lot, as, as we know, you know, being in the, being in the system, uh, you as well. That, you know, the, the high-performance system is, is, a, is a very expensive thing and you're there to produce players and when you get some, someone of rare talent like that, um, you, you've invested a lot of time and money and, and attention into them uh, just to have them go off. It's uh, be heartbreaking. What about, and also news from Sri Lanka, Sunil Jayasuri has been banned for two years um, for not providing um, information. I mean, they had an amazing, um, was it, uh, you know, a month or two ago where there was two weeks where you could offer information, you know, yep. free of retribution or whatever there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to think that you've actually, your, your, your country's cricket's got to that stage is, is, is horrible. Yeah. Um, great performances from the current team, yeah. but they're going to have to clean all this up, haven't they? It is, and look, there, <clears throat> I guess there have been uh, murmurings and questions about um, Sri Lankan cricket over the journey, and you know, probably other Asian countries as well. But uh, but look, it's it's a horrible, and even even in that sort of environment, it's it's even that achievement in South Africa is even more so, and all this is swirling around the team. But uh, unfortunately, there where there is a system, it's very much. The tentacles of government uh, are in there as well. You know, it's a very political system uh, over there, and uh, and unfortunately for someone like Sanath, who uh, is a, let's face it, he's an absolutely world class player, one of the greats of the game. Um, there's a backstory here which we'll probably never know. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't help your legacy, I don't think, does it? It's just got that little little mark next to it. Um, hey, what about the the Aussie women? Um, Fantastic. You know, so two 0 up in the series, last mm. game on Sunday here, but um, Elise Perry's batting. Yeah, it was the first hundred in one day international, but her summers—it's off the rails. How many runs she's made? She's off the charts, isn't she? Absolutely off the charts. And I was actually surprised—I didn't—I'd forgotten that it was she hadn't made a, a one-day yeah. international hundred after a double hundred in the Ashes last year in, in the in the Test match. And she, but she's just she's just seen, she's just on fire. And to have that the depth of talent that they've got in the team at the moment—I mean, on Sunday—and if you're going down at the junction, I yes. recommend going down and having a look at these girls, but uh, also, also look out for Meg, Meg Lanning, because Meg, she's missed out twice, and she, she will have her game face on, on Sunday, and she'll, and she'll want to hurt uh, the bowlers. That's a bit of a concern, isn't yeah. it? But shout out too for young Soph Molyneux, who, uh, yeah. who I know she's out, out with a shoulder injury yeah. at the moment. She'll be a superstar player for Australia for a lot of years. Um, young player from Gippsland, now established herself, not only in the Victorian team, but in the Australian team, and, uh, but yeah, she's missing at the moment, but I think she'll do great things over the gym. So definitely. So let's make it three, Neil, for, for, for the Aussie girls. So well done there. Um, interesting. So Chris Lynn's chosen the IPL over, mm-hmm. you know, trying to push for the World Cup. I'm not totally surprised by that. Um, you know, I think there's, uh, I, you know, I'd imagine for Lenny, I don't think he has a lot of trust in his body. Doesn't I don't think, no. you know, 50 over cricket, he may make himself available like he did for the JLT if everything's going well. Yeah. But do you think, with every time he goes to field the ball, there's a potential you hold shoulder breath, injury you? waiting, isn't it? You hold your breath every time he goes near the pill and, uh, and you know, he, he won't dive now in the field. So clearly he's, he's restricted in the field as well. And look, I, I'm with you. I'm not surprised that he's saying, well, I need to optimise my, my value now. Yeah. Um, because he's one injury away from, from possibly not playing uh, yeah. again. So, so that doesn't surprise me either. Hey, Dotty, that's it. Thanks a lot for joining us on the Bowlology Report. Just to finish, I mean, uh, you're one of numerous cricketers that have gone to Harvard for, to study. Was it funny being over there and bumping into teammates like Merv Hughes? And 
And Rodney Hogg, did you? How many? Who'd you catch up with? A uh, Colin Miller, Funky. Uh, Funk, I expected maybe to see. Yeah, he's the, the right continent. Yeah, right continent for Funk. He's, he's down there at um, he's Los Angeles. He's yes. down there in LA at the moment. He's in LA. Las Vegas, actually. He's in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, sorry. Yeah, yeah he Los did Angeles. tweet into you. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he's uh, one of the all-time great men as well. I went to kindergarten with Colin Miller. There you go. There's a little trivia to finish off thing, here. A little, you, you little th- trivia thing. But no, I didn't run into Funk in uh, at Harvard. Um, in, alongside the, uh, the university town there. But it was brilliant. It was brilliant being there. Yeah, so Funky actually said that, yeah, um, asked Dottie about when he heard his bat on the morning of a Shield game while sitting on the toilet. Does that make sense? Because someone sort of refuted that one. But yeah, it might have been someone else. It, no, that wasn't me. I did I did uh, hurt my back in the warm-up of a Shield game and had to miss it. Out. There and out. And out for the game. Uh, totally innocent. It was just in a, in, a, in a stretch and I had to go to the Cairo. But uh, I think a chap on the name of Lynn Balcom might have... Uh, you know, not Fiery sure Lynn. Was he at Harvard? <laughs> no. No. Footscray ball? I think he was probably with Merv at the time and they got lost. Probably around Las Vegas somewhere, I think. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Hey, Dottie, thanks a lot for joining. Legend, the old man pro for, for Victoria over 100 games. Uh, but equally a legend for what you did uh, for various uh, cricket associations around the world, but more in particular, Cricket Victoria. Every time I walk into the Junction Oval, I just think, thank God for Tony Dodemay. Name, Anthony Ian Christopher Dodemade. Born the 5th of October, 1963, age 53. Williamstown, Victoria, Australia. Nicknamed Dodders. Height 6 feet 2 in 1.88 metres. Batting style, right-handed. Bowling style, right-arm, fast, medium. National Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 